Welcome back to Enemy of the Surveillance State, where we discuss news, tips, and open source tools to help you protect your privacy in an age of mass digital surveillance. I am your host, C. Mitchell Shaw, and this week we're going to be discussing the second step in de-googling your life, switching to a private and secure email provider. Everyone needs email. But unless you're a terrorist, mobster, drug lord, child molester, or something like that, you don't need to be under surveillance. So this week, we're going to talk about how to create an email account that respects and protects your privacy. Check it out this week on Enemy of the Surveillance State. Alrighty then. So, like I said at the intro there, we all need email. Everybody needs email. I mean, I don't know how you'd live in this world today uh, without email. It's how millions and billions of people communicate. And Google has figured out how to make billions of dollars sharing your emails with partners who use that content, the content from your emails, to pump ads your way. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. It is time that they learn to either respect existence or expect resistance. And the resistance that's the easiest to do is just to leave the reservation on your own. Just ditch Gmail. Now, before I even get into how uh, I wound up doing that and and the service that I wound up going with, uh, and I'll suggest some others as well, Before I get into that, I'm going to tell you, changing email service providers is about as difficult as moving house, Uh, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to say, okay, I'm going with XYZ mail, right? My new email address is me at XYZmail.com. You're going to send out emails to your friends. You're going to bombard your entire email list to say, hey, everybody, uh, I'm changing email providers. Don't don't email me at me at gmail.com anymore. You're going to need to send those emails to me at xyzemail.com, right? And they're going to ignore you. And they're going to continue to send emails to your old email address that you're not using anymore, right? Um, and so the next thing you're going to do is send that email out again and again and again. Here's what I did. So years ago, when I made the decision to switch and get rid of Gmail, I sent out that first batch of emails to everybody that I cared about, Uh, the companies and what have you. I could just go on to my online account with whatever company, the power company, my uh, phone company or whatever, and make sure they've got the correct email address for me. Uh, But friends, family, coworkers, people that may need to email me uh, on a personal level, I sent every one of those folks an email and said, hey, here's what I'm doing. A month later, I sent that email again. A month later, I sent that email again. A week later, I sent that email again. Three days later, I sent that email again. And that final email that I sent included verbiage that basically said, as of such and such a date, I will not be checking this address any longer, right? And if you want to reach me, you're going to need to reach me at my new email address because I'm abandoning Gmail. I will not be checking this account. 
And then I simply forced myself not to check that account for three months. At the end of three months, I went back and looked, and here's what I found out had happened. A bunch of people continued to send me email addresses the first couple of weeks of that, but when I didn't reply, they likely went back through all of my emails to them to see what was going on, or they had called me, or they had texted me, or they had asked around, hey, I'm trying to reach Mitch through his email. Are you emailing Mitch? Is he getting your, oh yeah, he's using this new email address. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And now, years later, here I am, and I will still occasionally, just for grins and giggles, fire up that old email address, and there's nothing there. It's all spam, every bit of it. There's nothing in there from anybody who's actually trying to reach me that lives in my life that I would want to hear from. And part of the part of the impetus of all of this, I'm going to go way back to the beginning for y'all, okay? So way back in the beginning, when I first started to go down the privacy rabbit hole, one of the things that had happened was that my wife, uh, and we were living in Texas at the time, she had sent an email uh, to a friend, and in the email, uh, either she or her friend mentioned the old department store. I don't even think they've got any locations open any longer. If they do, they've got like three locations open, like one in Des Moines and, and a couple somewhere else. Roses, Roses department stores. I don't know if any of my listeners remember Roses, but... It was a department store similar to Kmart or Target or Walmart or something like that. But my wife or her friend, one or the other, had mentioned this department store. And the next thing my wife knew over on the right-hand side when she's checking her email are advertisements for florists and a dozen roses and this. She's like, do you think that could be? And I said, oh, yeah, I, I do think that could be. So we tested that theory a few times. And this is many, many years ago. And sure enough, that's what it was. So we started at that point uh, to sort of consider the idea that perhaps having third parties monitor your emails, some of which are very private, some of which contain financial information, some of which contain business information or banking information, uh, perhaps having a third party that's not accountable to you or anyone else reading the content of those emails is a bad idea. Now, I don't mean that an individual is sitting there reading that stuff. What I do mean is that it's all being cataloged and computers crawl through it uh, for selecting certain text or whatever. And there's the problem. Go back and listen to the very first episode of this podcast, Why Surveillance Matters, Even If You Have Nothing to Hide. And one of the things that you're going to see there is or listen to there is this idea of them creating a very very personal and startlingly accurate profile of exactly who you are, what your habits are, your writing style that tells them something about your psychology, all of these things, particularly where web-based mail is concerned because they can actually see you typing. They know that you paused for a few seconds and then backspaced over that last clause you wrote. You paused for a second and a half and wrote a new clause And as Ed Snowden pointed out, they're able to use that using psychological profiling techniques to paint a very accurate picture of not just what you wrote, of course they can see that, but what you were thinking when you wrote it. It is the closest thing that has ever existed to actual mind reading. Is it perfect? It's probably not, but I'll bet it's closer than any of us would be comfortable with if we ever really got a look at how that sausage is made. 
So you want to switch email providers. And, you know, it's funny because if you just go to the web and type privacy alternatives to Gmail, uh, you're going to see a whole lot of people that don't know from nothing uh, recommending things like Microsoft 365. Well, hello. The reason I wanted to do this search and I put the word privacy in the search is because I'm concerned about privacy. I don't want Google reading my emails, but you know what? I don't want Microsoft reading my emails either. And if you read their end user license agreement, if you read their uh, terms of service for any of the Microsoft products that you're using, it essentially says straight out that you're giving them permission to read everything, make copies of everything, store everything on their servers, go through it, delete what they want to delete, keep what they want to keep, and share it with anyone as long as they have a good faith belief that doing so is necessary. Well, that leaves the ball completely in their court. Basically, what you've done is you've just copied Microsoft on all your emails. Just like if you're using Google or Gmail, you're copying Google on all your emails. In and out. They see everything. So what do you do? Well, fortunately, there are some great alternatives. Uh, I'm really, really a big fan of the way Google does one thing. And I've said this on previous episodes. I've probably said it on that very first episode. I am a big fan of how Google sews everything together into one seamless package. If you're using Gmail and you and I make a phone call to each other and you say, hey, let's get together, or you shoot me an email and you say, hey, let's get together on this date, let's do this thing, that's almost automatically placed into my Google Calendar, right? Now, why do they? how are they able to do that? Well, that's the surveillance feature. But the neat feature is that even if I plug that into my calendar, uh, I can plug into the calendar that that's you. So your contact information is right there when I need it. The location of where we're meeting is there. So I can just tap that and Google Maps opens up and we go straight there. That seamlessness, that, that sort of... Um, ecosystem that they've built. I like that. I just don't like the surveillance side of it. Well, there's a company that's trying and is moving forward in duplicating as much of that as possible with privacy still in the forefront. And that company is Proton. Yep. So Proton Mail is my first recommendation for getting rid of Gmail. Just go to protonmail.com. In fact, in the show notes for this episode, um, again, I'm listener supported. I don't do ads per se. And I've always said that right from the beginning. You're never going to hear a, an ad for Harry's Razors or the new the new uh, Hollywood blockbuster film or, or even for that matter, you're never going to hear an ad for a piece of software or a privacy oriented service on this show. What you will hear on this show is that I endorse certain products. And by the word endorse there, I mean in the literal sense, not an endorsement like an advertisement. But hey, I use this and I like it and I think you ought to check it out. So it did occur to me a while back that if I'm going to do that anyway, and it's a service that I would recommend anyway, hey, what if they have an affiliate link? Well, behold, Proton Mail has an affiliate link. So just uh, go to the, um, the show notes for this episode and click on that link. It'll take you over. They've got free plans and paid plans. I currently use one of the paid plans, and it's excellent. So check that out. ProtonMail.com. And, of course, the link in my um, in, in my show notes will, will take you right there. 
And like I say, they've got free plans. They've got paid plans starting, I think, $5 a month or something like that. If you're on one of their paid plans, you also get some other neat features that I'm going to be talking about, uh, alternatives to other Google products moving forward. Uh, things like how do I replace my calendar? How do I replace things like Maps? How do I replace things like Google Drive? So Proton doesn't have all of that in place yet, but they already have some of it in place, and it's very, very good. So right now, let's talk about Proton Mail. Setting it up is fairly straightforward. Uh, if you just want to set up an email address, it's like creating an email address at Google. You're done. You've got an email address. It's that simple. If you want to go an extra step and import your emails over from your Gmail account or your Hotmail account, if you're still using Hotmail, uh, if you want to import that over from your Yahoo account, if you're still using that, I mean, whatever you're doing, uh, it will come over. They've got step-by-step -step instructions on their site for how to import those emails over. And uh, they, I think one of the last times I looked, and I meant to look right before I recorded this, but I had a million other things going on, and y'all know I suffer from ADD, or I enjoy ADD. I'm not sure even which it is, uh, so I forget things. Oops. Um, I think they've got instructions on there for how to set up uh, Gmail, even, to automatically respond to anyone who emails you to Gmail to say, hey, you forgot my new email address is me at protonmail.com. Okay, so it's super simple. They've streamlined the process. They know exactly what business they're in. They are in the business of trying to compete directly toe-to-toe, head-to-head -to -toe, -head with Google and make privacy as convenient as Google has made surveillance. So check it out, protonmail.com. Click the link in the show notes and uh, you'll see that. And of course, now look, if you sign up for the free plan, you sign up for the free plan. The, the free plan. It's great. I used it for a long, long time before I upgraded. Uh, at the time, they were offering, I think, one gigabyte uh, of free storage on that email account, the free account, uh, when I signed up years ago. And then if you shared the account, like if you shared a link or whatever with a few people and they signed up under that link, you got some extra uh, storage. I, I wound up with two gigabytes of storage that I had for a long time. And then eventually I just realized that I wanted to upgrade anyway. Plus I wanted to take advantage of their VPN uh, and some other things that they offer. So I switched over to a paid plan. So if, you, if you're interested in just checking them out for the free plan, just go do it. And if you like what you see and you think, man, I want to throw these guys a few shekels and uh, and get the all the bells and whistles that come with one of these accounts, well, then do that. But be sure if you're going to do that, if you want to support Enemy of the Surveillance State, be sure to click the link in the show notes because that way I pick up a few shekels too. It's not much, but you know what? If uh, you know a whole bunch of people sign up using that link, I might be surprised and find out that it was worthwhile. So check that out. And then the the next thing, once you've got that Gmail or that Proton Mail account set up, is to begin promoting that. Tell your friends and family about Proton Mail. You can change the signature at the bottom of Proton Mail. And my signature says something like this email is protected by Proton Mail because privacy matters, right? Or something like that. Just spread the word. Because remember, I've said it a bunch of times on this show. Friends don't let friends get spied on. So this episode is going to be really, really short. I think I've said everything I can profitably say. Just check out Proton Mail. Other alternatives are Tutanota and Start Mail. Start Mail is the email 
that is uh, the email program or, or platform that's part of Start Page, which, as I talked about last week, is a great alternative to Googling things as a search engine. Start Page makes a great search engine. Uh, I prefer Brave and Brave Search as my browser and my search engine. Uh, but if you're already using Start Page and you really, really like it, Start Mail, I don't know if Start Mail, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't offer free plans. You'll have to check that out on your own. Totonota does offer a free plan, but they also offer paid plans. You can check that out. Uh, those are the three that I would recommend, and probably in, in this order um, Proton Mail, Start Mail, Totonota. Um, I'm not sure about the exactly what uh, start page or start mail and Tutanota do to protect your privacy. I can tell you that the only thing Proton does is protect privacy. This is not a company that decided to get into the privacy game once they saw that people were interested in it. They started for that purpose and all of their servers are in Switzerland. So they're out of U.S. and European Union jurisdiction and their servers are secured like one of their servers is in a former military bunker a mile beneath the Earth's surface. Everything is encrypted end to end with unbreakable encryption. Now, the other neat thing that ProtonMail does is if you have a ProtonMail account and I have a ProtonMail account, our emails are automatically encrypted back and forth. But if you have a Gmail account and I have a ProtonMail account, I can still email you. It just won't by default be encrypted because you wouldn't have a way to open it in Gmail because it would be encrypted. It would just be gibberish. So what they've done right from the beginning is they have a feature that allows me to encrypt that email to you. I just have to get you that password some other way. So you and I have a personal conversation and I say, hey, if I ever send you an encrypted message from ProtonMail, the password will be you know, blue Oreo 37 or whatever, some random thing, right? And then I can just click in ProtonMail, encrypt this message, and then I give it a password, blue Oreo 37, and I send you the email. You get it, and what you've got in the body of your Gmail that you open is a link. You click that link, it opens it up on Proton's server, and it asks you for the password. You put in blue Oreo 37 and bam, there's the email that I just sent you. You can even reply to that email and that will be encrypted. So try to encourage people to check this out. Check it out yourself, protonmail.com, or just if you want to support the show, be sure to click the link in the show notes. I've been using ProtonMail for years. Every so occasionally, I'll run into some little glitch or something, but it's usually because some, some arse hat somewhere is trying to hack one of their servers and they shut down the server as a matter of protecting it, or they get some uh, distributed denial of service attack or something because, like I say, someone's being an arse hat and just wants to, to make their life hard. So check them out. I've never had a problem with them. Uh, their customer service is email-oriented, but they're usually pretty quick to respond when you have issues. And then once you sort of have joined the Proton family, so to speak, I think you're going to be surprised as I move forward in these episodes and talk about their VPN and their their drive and the, the calendar, how easy it is to sort of integrate those things along with this email, which already does that for you. So that's it for this episode. 
Keep it secret. Keep it safe. And remember, friends don't let friends get spied on. So check out ProtonMail.com and be sure to share it with your friends and neighbors, your family members, and everybody else. And I will catch you next time on Enemy of the Surveillance State. 